0: Welcome to the Reality of Verbal Therapy Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite organs, the liver. On our panel today, we have Dr. Michael James and his son Scott. Um, So let's talk about the liver. Yeah, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast, that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility.
1: It's not actually my favorite. It's, <laughs> it's one of the largest, but it's it's uh, it's important. But it's not m- the liver. Uh, it's the eyes or or things like the. That's my favorite. I like to see. Uh, however, mm. in, in Oriental medicine, eye problems are liver problems. But before we get off into that, let's 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 define a little bit about the liver's function, what it does. We know we got one, but uh, what does it do?
2: It does a lot. It is responsible for every chemical that goes through our bloodstream. It regulates it. It So drugs? Yep, drugs, um, hormones, anything that um, is put into our bloodstream, it regulates it. Even nutrients go through the liver, and the liver pulls out. If there's too much adrenaline, if we got freaked out and there's a whole bunch of adrenaline pumped into our system, then the liver is responsible for cleaning out the extra adrenaline. As it goes through the liver, it's, so if we ta- if we take too much aspirin,
1: it d- does that affect the, the liver?
2: Indeed, it always. That's why. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll go to that. But uh, liver has to process any chemical that ends up in the bloodstream. I don't care if it's drugs, whatever it is. That's why drugs are often very hard on the liver, because the liver has to process them out. If there's too much of, if it doesn't have the balance of chemicals, because there's a there's a specific balance the liver likes to take, keep in our blood, of nutrients and hormones and drugs and other stuff like that. If we um, have too much of anything, the liver is responsible for processing that out, sure. and then the liver has to have a mechanism to actually move that completely out of our body. And if that mechanism isn't working, then it it can have problems because it needs to get rid of all those toxins that are constantly moving into it.
1: And that mechanism, uh, in a lot of respects, the largest part of that is um, our bowels. Yeah. And and I, I truly believe, and this is a believe, I can't factually prove it, I really believe that pharmaceuticals add a little extra pharmaceutical so that the liver can take that out and work, you know, because it automatically takes stuff out that... That doesn't belong in the body, so I think that they dose the liver. And if you have a real uh, healthy, strong liver, uh, it's uh, it's taking out some of those pharmaceuticals. And so they they add a little extra, I, th- I think, so that, because they know the liver's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it balances, like like you said, the adrenals and different. It's the master gland, and that's a lot of times why you look at pharmaceuticals. It will have liver, liver, liver. It mentions the liver. And then when you m- mention the liver to somebody that's you know into herbs and things like that, they start thinking single herbs like milk thistle. I've never used milk thistle. I mean, not that I'm n- unaware of it, I just I have a, a plethora of herbs that I use, and milk thistle never was one of them that I used. It's a, it's a fine herb. But people associate different different herbs with different functions also when in reality an herb will
2: affect the body in many different ways and the liver is not necessarily just the the master gland it is the largest but the gland that actually tells all the other glands to do something is actually one of our smaller glands it's the pituitary gland um and it's up at the base of the brain and it actually gives instructions to for our body uh, for the adrenal, uh, adrenals to pump out adrenaline and and to regulate a lot of these things. And oh, it also I'm tells the people. liver, hey, there's too much of this stuff um, floating around the bloodstream. Clean it out. Um, so it's it's the <laughs> it's the boss. It tells the other livers what to do. The other, other sorry, glands. Um, other glands what to do. And then from there. Um, the glands perform those functions. And the liver is probably, it's so large because it has a large job. It has a huge job in our health. And
1: within the last 10 years, uh, there's been a dietary um, idea that uh, the uh, the U.S. people have been uh, trying to eat because they think it's the healthiest, which is very damaging to the liver. Is the liver, it functions and fuels itself and operates by burning oil and these fat-free diets now I'm not saying I'm not saying margarine I'm saying good dietary oil the liver fuels itself and many times we have proven it in the clinic as far as I'm concerned that if you have a person that has high cholesterol and you give them a good dietary oil Mm -hmm. cholesterol goes down well why well, that's part of the liver's job too. Is it? It, it tries to balance out that those uh, oils, and it makes an inferior oil, and uh, it uh, affects the the test and the the uh, checking out the, the serum cholesterols with an inferior oil. Uh, one of the best oils that we can eat, uh, and we need we need oil. Our brain is full of oil. In fact, eighty some percent of our brain is oil. So if we engage in a fat-free diet, uh, we're starving our brains. Uh, I've often wondered is there a connection, and I've never been able to really test this, is, is there a connection between mental problems like Alzheimer's and things like that, dementias, dementia, is there a an oil uh, uh, problem there is 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 that part of the problem because the myelin
2: sheath is made out of grease and oftentimes i've thought it was because even today they're they're actually coming up with um, realizing how much vitamin d has to do with our emotional stability and vitamin d cannot be processed and transported and used in our body without good dietary oil so, you know, a water-soluble
1: vitamin means that it's it's washed out and transported by water. Oil-soluble vitamin is the same thing. It's it's carried out of the body by oil, and it's transported around the body by oil. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you need to realize that the nutrients we talk about are called micronutrients. There's a very
2: small amount of them, and they're very terribly important. And one of the sad things that happens is that people fixate on individual nutrients. Yes. They fixate on potassium or they fixate on calcium or vitamin D or all of these things and it's really sad with the tests and stuff because the doctors will say oh you're low on vitamin D so they just use vitamin D where we need a complex of nutrients. That's why when we use our make our vitamins and they're from food sources well, actually just straight from food and herbs they have all of it. They have vitamin D. They have all of these different things that actually provide a good base of nutrients versus just attacking one specific nutrient too much. Because most nutrients that go into our body, vitamin D, um, especially calcium, requires other minerals to be that processed. Is. Yes. Because if you put a, bu- a mass amount of calcium in your body, your body is going to have to pull magnesium where that was being used from some other place to be able to process and utilize that calcium. Uh, Along with other minerals. So you need to recognize and use a complex of food uh, food sources of those minerals. Because the creator knew what he was doing when he put all the minerals together in one in the ratio. salt is one of the most amazing things when it comes to minerals. It has all the minerals you need. And if you use a good sea salt, an unrefined sea salt. Unrefined is the key. You know, a lot of of times... uh, uh, Marketing is just
1: horrendous. The things you have to to know and pay attention to. I would say that 90% of people that think they eat sea salt are not eating unrefined sea salt. They're eating calcium chloride that has been processed from sea salt so they can market it under the label sea salt.
2: Even though it's still just table salt. (laughs) Even if it says sea salt, if it doesn't say unrefined. Um, But if you get pink Himalayan salt, which is an unrefined um, sea salt, you can almost salt your food to the point that it's gritty before it gets too salty. It is completely different. You can use a lot, a lot more. And you're not getting a lot more sodium and chloride. You're actually getting a lot more minerals. The minerals are watering down the sodium and chloride to the point that you can use a lot more salt. um, Quantity-wise... Uh, but you're getting a mass amount of Why other minerals. Why would I want to e- eat more salt? The world <laughs> says don't eat salt. Because your body, uh, mineral-wise, needs sodium and chloride are your two main, main minerals you need in your body. They are your electrolytes that run through your blood. Your blood is made up of that. But then you need um, a smaller amount of magnesium, potassium, calcium, all of these other things. And then salt, a non-refined sea salt... They are all in their right ratios. You have the proper amount of sodium and chloride. You have the proper amount of calcium. There's even gold in there. They haven't decided whether gold's good for us or not, but it's in there, so it must be good for us. That's what I'm touting. (laughs) Very, very, very very, very small It's a very, very, very small amount, but in every unrefined sea salt, there's gold, and there's a, a whole bunch of other things, and they're in the right ratios for good health. So using a good quality sea salt like our ancestors used to do, they used to preserve meat with salt used to pack salt uh, on their meat, and it would preserve it so they could use it later, and there was a lot more salt in it, and that actually um, created a lot more bone health and uh, a lot of other things.
1: In fact, if you look at the way that the liver uh, functions, uh, let's get back to the liver.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going
1: to talk about, about uh, how we colonize the world. We colonized it around salt strata, mm-hmm. okay? But we'll get back to salt. Let's talk about the liver. The liver is one of the largest organs. It 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 has a tremendous amount of blood in it. So all the blood goes through the liver and is is screened for for bad things. It's screened for nasty things. It's screened for. It's it's just looked at, and then the liver makes a decision: Do I clean this up? Do I do I make help give back to the uh, body the the Understanding that they're low in this and low in that, so the body can start doing that, it's a it's a mainly a cleaning up mechanism. That's why I don't, you know, if you're going to eat meat, uh, some of the best things to eat is are organs. But I just I have a hard time with a a liver that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It's like the wash rag of the body. How many how many times have you gone to the sink and somebody had a wash rag? You had a wash rag on the sink. And you haven't rinsed it out for weeks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nasty. So you need to get it from a good, clean source. Now, I'm not saying you got to eat uh, onions and liver regularly, but there's a tremendous amount of nutrients there that can be utilized. Like nice. uh, And then a fatty liver. I want to talk about, a fatty liver, people have fatty livers, and it's because the body is having a hard time dealing with fats and oils, and many times... Chris, things that are not really oils but like crisco and margarine and all those weird things that we put in our bodies because we're trying to avoid a fat in our diet. Fat-free diets are not healthy. There's some things you need to know about oils. It needs to be unrefined. Unrefined is, is what you'll want to look for. Okay. So the the liver does a tremendous amount of cleaning up in the body. And you can't clean up the liver unless you loosen the bowels. I tell people, we have a formula called Live Clean. And it's it's an awesome formula for the liver. And I tell tell them, take it at bowel tolerance. Meaning, if you take too much, it's going to run you off. So don't take that much because you want to function in your life. You you, want to be able to not yell, get out of the way! And have an accident on the way to the bathroom. So if you're... You're you're controlled, but a little on the uh, need to be looking for a bathroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Live clean. That's the right dosage for you. Some people is a pill every other day. Sometimes it's three or four a day. It just depends, and it helps clean up the liver. If you clean, it, you look at it like a sponge. You're may, may, basically <coughs> rinsing it out so that those pores can collect more stuff.
2: And the liver isn't only totally responsible for just cleansing but also for putting nutrients back into the bloodstream to go places, like proteins. Proteins are actually, amino acids are pulled out of our digestive tract because they're broken down to amino acids, and they go to the liver, and the liver, when it's needed, will actually reorder proteins and send it to wherever those proteins are needed. So then you don't have to eat, if
1: you, if your body needs protein for like building muscles or something like that, you don't have to
2: eat a lot of meat, the, the What what are you telling me? What I think is sad is they've clumped protein into just protein. But what is really needed, what our body really needs is amino acids. Amino acids that our body doesn't naturally make. Um, Amino acids are found in rice. They're found in beans. They're found in vegetables. They're found in all kinds of things. Those amino acids, when broken down, are able to go to the liver, and the liver is able to put those amino acids into a protein. Proteins are essential Our body is made out of largely protein <coughs> 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 But we don't have to eat Protein from an animal That ate grass to create that protein We get in second hand nutrients
1: so if, I, so if I If I need If I'm going bald I shouldn't eat a
2: hair <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So if I need muscle I don't have to eat muscle That's correct um, because the every large muscular animal, like elephants, for instance, they don't eat meat. They eat grass. How in the world did they build the, the protein? Um, cows, how in the world did they build protein? I mean, they'll put, um, in America today, they'll put some of the supplements, but it's alfalfa generally. Alfalfa's phenomenal. We actually have it in tissue men. And tissue men heals tissue quicker than anything else. It helps to um, heal broken bones. It helps your body to be able to uh, build muscle again and to heal those uh, torn muscles. And it's largely it has kelp in it. No, uh, sorry, kelp and um, alfalfa, like what the the animals eat. So then
1: you, you know you do think about it. Most all large, massive muscle structure animals are plant eating. Yeah. Now we're not we're not advocating vegetarianism, but. I think Americans can lean a little bit more toward vegetarian and be a little bit healthier.
2: There's nothing wrong with eating meat in the fact that, I mean, it's there for us to be able to use. the, But it isn't the stand-alone when it comes to protein. It isn't the only place that you can get enough protein to survive. You can survive entirely without meat and get plenty of protein. So then the liver helps... Uh,
1: structure that protein yeah. when we need it. Let's say we need histidine or it's some
2: uh, amino acid. The the body will the liver will make that. The liver will take it out of its stores because it stores a lot of nutrients. That's why it's so big. It stores a lot of those nutrients and it will put it into our bloodstream. So it'll reorganize proteins or it will pull out the amino acids that we need to go certain places in our body.
1: Now the I've always I've always tried to help people understand when they when we talk about uh, proteins. They talk about essential amino acids. And uh, I know that an essential amino acid is an essential amino acid merely because it's made up of a nutrient that our body can't make, like sulfur or something like that. So you look at the essential amino acids, there's some nutrient there that cannot be synthesized by our body, so we have to eat that. Mm-hmm. So it, instead of it saying you need to eat sulfur you need to eat this... The world has said we need to eat an essential amino acid. When in reality, there's other ways to get those nutrients into our bodies, also.
2: And, so. um the liver is responsible for so much of our health. Um, the our bowels, um, our intestines absorb um, have well from our stomach and our digestive tract. Food is broken down, and then it's absorbed and it's sent to the liver. And the liver can prioritize a lot of that nutrients. Well, what does the liver have to do with digestion? And the liver in its process also pumps out bile, which is getting rid of extra junk that's in the liver that it needs to get rid of. I thought
1: the, the gallbladder had the bile.
2: Well, the liver drops the gall, the the bile into the uh, gallbladder. The storage tank. Into the storage tank. Okay. And then when it's needed, when you eat fat or other things like that it needs to be break, broken down, it pumps out the bile. And the bile has a lot of other junk that needs to get out of the liver. It has stuff that needs to be excreted.
1: So it also, at the time that it secretes bile to help digest it's also got some toxins there that need exactly so it's okay it's
2: good because it's able to actually get it's able to break down the (laughs) the fats but it's also getting rid of extra toxins that need to get out of your body as well it's also largely responsible for your bowels moving Uh, most um, herbal remedies for helping your bowels to actually move senna for instance affects the liver. It encourages the liver to produce more bile. And that um, extra bile encourages the bowels to move and flushes out um, those extra toxins. So it's, it's kind of a two-fold. It's pretty awesome what so the liver is doing twofer? there. Yeah, it's a two-fer. Okay. It helps uh, to break down fats and foods further, but it also is getting rid of extra toxins that don't need to be in your body.
1: So how can I tell, how can we tell, whether our liver needs some
2: help? You know what? I... I'm only 27, and I thought my liver is just fine. But I wanted to know what our clients go through in doing a liver cleanse. I did a liver cleanse. You wanted to
1: be able to say, "Oh, I understand." Exactly.
2: <laughs> so I did a liver cleanse, and I got all kinds of stones out—gallstones. So if you really want to know what your liver is doing, you know, I think you should do a liver cleanse. Now, See what comes out.
1: We have we have that posted. Do we have we? If we don't have that posted, or place yeah just just search our web page with go, go with live clean liver, liver cleanse liver cl- liver cleanse
0: so I'll put a link in
1: the show notes okay we'll have a link there and and it's it's really enlightening uh, when you read down through that that cleanse uh, it says at, at nine do this at ten do that you know it's got a timeline don't let that freak you out to to think oh my goodness it's complicated it's it's just important to to do the steps, and it's you know?
2: it's really simple. It's it's not it's a very mild cleanse. I mean, you are going to be run off for um, a day, but it's as cleanses go, I did I didn't. Some people that I've known have felt a little sick on it. I didn't feel sick at all. If I I didn't feel so nauseated that I could have eaten the whole time if I wanted to, no problem. Um, some people feel more nauseated on it and they feel a little bit sick, but it's. It's really not that hard of a cleanse to do, and you really find out what's in what's in your gallbladder and liver.
1: Well, you'll know because you can just turn around and look oh, yeah. in the in the water, and you'll find out exactly. And what's what floating? Got
2: there. I had I had stones floating. They were about the size of a nickel, round. A what, lot of them.
1: What color were they? They're green. Real and green. Yep. Okay, and that's generally bile. Okay, the 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 it looks almost like psyllium seed husk that you spread
2: on top of the toilet. And that's those that's cholesterol
1: and yeah. stuff coming out that way.
2: And it was like a um not like a super duper green, but it, it looked kinda like a pea color. I've like, had pea and I've it had it denty and weird. I'm I've Talking had, about yucky stuff now. <laughs> I've had patients I've had
1: patients that tell me I sat down and it was like I had a BB gun shooting at the toilet. Bing 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 ping bing ping, 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 ping. You know? So so don't freak out if that happens to you too. It's just all stuff that has been collected. What happens is we have got minerals that cannot be utilized because we have a tremendous amount of minerals coming at our in our body. It gets dissolved and then the liver decides, you know, this is this is this is inferior calcium or minerals, so it collects it into little bitty uh, stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the bile is supposed to kick it on out. Sometimes those processes get interrupted, yeah. but the like. Another name for calcium is marble. You know, you see these beautiful, beautiful buildings with this beautiful rock. That's calcium carbonate. Mm -hmm. That's what they try to sell us to uh, to take it to, to be healthy for our bones. Calcium carbonate is one of the most inferior forms of calcium there is. So the liver collects it, and that's what you're getting rid of is... And it's all of that th- inorganic calcium.
2: One of the things I want to mention with this cleanse, it helps your bile ducts to open up a lot larger than they usually would. I've known an individual to get rid of a golf ball size gallstone. When they didn't even know it. Yeah.
1: So the, the body is kind of remarkable. It has the ability to clean itself up. So we don't have to have some magical chemical to... It, the laxative business is one of the largest businesses in mm-hmm. in what they call health. Uh, when in reality you just nudge the liver to clean itself up a little bit and, and it, it does that naturally. And I
2: think understanding that you want to clean your liver. When your liver's cleaned up, it functions a lot better. Um, just for instance, if um, <laughs> you have a sore, if you have uh, a cut and it's full of dirt, you can't expect it to heal and be healthy. you got to clean it up first. And so it's always beneficial to clean well, up your liver,
1: and that's kind of a contradiction because I've seen old movies where somebody gets a cut or something, and they get mud and they rub it in there. What, <laughs> do you, what do you? How do you? How do you
2: respond to that? Um, um, I'm, cert- I'm, s- I'm sorry. There, <laughs> there's certain things that goes into a whole line of things. There are certain clays and things that are really good for putting in your. Um, Cuts and other things. Kelp is really phenomenal. Bentonite clay is really great. Um, and but there that's are, not what you're talking about. There are certain about. clays. There are. There's times when it just um, you got cat litter in your cut. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't want it. Or something that's really nasty like that. And you're constantly your liver is responsible for getting rid of so many toxins out of our body. Just the fact of breathing in this atmosphere and being around um, what we have in our in this world today. Our liver is responsible for getting so many toxins. And if it isn't constantly cleansing those out, then it's building up. And I think everyone should do a liver cleanse. And it goes a long ways to starting to really help you get healthier. And you should do a liver cleanse. I think you should do it every other week until you don't have anything come out. And then maybe you should do it one more time just to be sure.
1: Yeah, I had, I had a patient that was, was saying, I, I didn't get anything out. And I said, one more time. And uh, they did it one more time, and they said, "Oh my goodness, it was the the they got rid of more than they had ever gotten before." So you just keep at it until you're cleaned up. But once a, once a year, twice a year, if you're in good shape, is a is a good rule of thumb. You know, springtime is a great time just to, to clean yourself up. We're coming up on spring. Now, uh, now I want to respond to this this dirt in the wound. I'm sorry I threw you a curve there. If you took a good mud or clay and put it in a in a wound, then the cat litter wouldn't get in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh so many times we don't do enough to clean up the organs. We don't help the, the organs that help us clean our body up. So we're just recommending some things. Let's let's go down and recommend. We got a few minutes. We try to hold this to thirty minutes. Uh let's talk about what we
2: might do Herbal wise, I want to mention one thing along the lines I was talking about the cut. When your liver is healthy, I thought I was moving on. No, Could you're talk not. about cuts. I'm going to talk about <laughs> the liver. What I was saying is that when your liver is healthy and it's clean, it's able to produce the proper enzymes. It's able to perform its proper function. I mean, there's all kinds of diseases out there, hepatitis, uh, and all of those things that the liver is starting to function improperly. If the liver has the proper nutrients and is able to get rid of the junk that it doesn't need. Then it's able to not have those problems. Let's
1: mention also li- the liver is one of the slowest regenerating organs there is. It takes seven. Let's say right now we we're, every cell that's produced in this liver is going to be number one. It's going to be perfect. It's going to take seven years to redo that entire liver to where it's a brand new, cellularly changed liver. So it takes a while. So this is a process that's. It's going to take a lifetime to be good to your liver, and it will be worth it. Uh, your eyes will respond because if there's if there's liver problems, there's eye uh, eye problems can be precipitated from liver
2: problems. Now we can get back to what you were talking about. Of the I don't want to stuff. anymore. Well, fine. <laughs> we can just shut this down then. <laughs> no. uh, so we have the Live Clean, which is phenomenal. We mentioned it um, already, but Live Clean. Goes in there and provides so many nutrients to encourage the liver to function properly. But it doesn't only provide nutrients, but it encourages the liver to get rid of its extra stuff. Gives it the mechanism that it needs to get rid of extra bile and um, grit and other junk that's in the liver, so it can actually function properly. That's why it affects our bowels if you take too much, because it encourages it to pump out bile, and that's the way it's getting rid of its junk. And if it pumps out too much bile, then you get diarrhea diarrhea and and diarrhea occasionally if it's controlled is a good thing now there's another formula that
1: that i use with gallbladder colic you know that little pain that you got underneath your ribs you know body it's called colser. Colser is generally used to help heal the the digestive tract but you can't separate the liver from the digestive tract but if you've got that gallbladder colic the nagging little pain that sometimes can shoot toward your back uh a couple of those, every 20 minutes until the pain goes away, will uh, solve gallbladder colic. It takes the, the spasm out of the gallbladder. Uh, awesome formula. Okay, uh, It
2: also treats the whole colon and takes care of any colon. Gets rid of the mucosal rope in the colon and just is phenomenal for healing the whole colon. I don't care what disease you have in the colon. Colser significantly improves it.
1: And then... Um, one, one thing that really troubles the liver is coffee. Now, coffee is used as a therapy <laughs> with liver. You know, a, uh, a coffee enema, sounds uh, cream and sugar is optional. <laughs> uh, uh, people think I'm done on coffee. Coffee uh, is absorbed through the portal vein and makes the liver respond just like uh, a laxative but it, it it purifies and cleanses the liver so uh so coffee is a good thing as a an enema but drinking it is just too acidic and and it's dangerous to the liver so but coffee coffee's great for the liver
2: just use it in the right end
1: yeah <laughs> use it in the right end okay uh and uh french vanilla or those little flavorings I wouldn't necessarily use that uh, rectally okay so uh, dr James says uh <laughs> says that uh, coffee's good but it's got to be rectal okay <laughs> yep. so coffee is a, a good way to clean out the liver too
2: uh, Bentonite clay is always awesome because bentonite clay is one of those that goes in there and absorbs a lot of toxins and helps them to move out of your system takes the pressure
1: off that liver but then
2: also infuses into your body a lot of minerals yes which is a really and that, awesome
1: and that's a that's a side thing that people don't really realize that. You know, there's a sodium bentonite, there's a calcium bentonite. Mm-hmm. And uh many, many times making that choice of sodium versus calcium bentonite. And when they say calcium bentonite, it's not just calcium, it's mineral bentonite. Okay? Yeah. <clears throat> but bentonite has an electrical charge. So it goes into the colon and it starts it char- it starts sucking stuff, toxins out of the body because it's charged. Okay?
2: So often after a liver cleanse, we generally have somebody use bentonite clay for a while because it, it, it continues the process that the liver cleanse started.
1: If you want to like do a, a tea of milk thistle, that's great. Uh, I prefer formulas. The reason I prefer formulas instead of just separate herbs a lot of times is because it hits the nutrients. There's a greater balance of nutrients going into the system to function the function.
2: And I'd like to mention with the live clean and cold those aren't herbs that you generally have to take a lot of. Generally, it's about three a day. And some people have to take less because that uh, causes uh, too quick of a cleansing effect for them and it runs them off. So you need to back off and you may need to do one a day. But those herbs generally don't take a lot. But they are kind of, they aren't one of the really fast herbs in their process because they're they're healing they're cleaning and it takes a while if you wanted them to be really fast you'd be kind of miserable in the process it's
1: like colser you know if people take a large dose of colser sometimes it increases the gas in the colon because it's uh trying to clean the body up and with the, uh, the the addition of a little bit of colonic caps it'll help calm that down uh, mm-hmm. uh, live clean has a tendency to loosen the bowels a little more than colser does colser Colser just—if you get too much of it, a lot, a lot of times it'll make you a little more gassy. But it's just functioning uh, like it does. But the addition of colser um, and colonic caps will cut down the gas. I think we've 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 burned up our thirty minutes. Um, we'll see how well res- the, responded, uh, uh, how well people listen to this. If it's hit quite a bit, we'll do more on the liver. Uh, And anytime you want to ask us questions, we would much rather respond to your questions and answer your questions on podcasts, versus try to figure out what everybody's looking for. So it's been great being here with you. If you have questions, please email us your questions. It doesn't have to be on labor. It can be on anything. Our approach is significantly different because we look at feeding our body, not trying to put some magical formula in there that will change things. Change happens because we have that mechanism naturally built in our body.